This is the Thrive Podcast with Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. And now, Pastor Fred Jeff Smith. Hello, welcome to the Thrive Podcast with the Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church. I'm Fred Jeff Smith, pastor of Shiloh, and I'm very happy that you chose to either listen on iTunes or view on YouTube this week's version of our Thrive Podcast. I am very happy today to welcome uh, a couple here with us. One has been with us before, Mr. Howard Hall. Today he brings his better half, Shawanga, with him, and uh, we're delighted to have the Hall here with us today on the Thrive Podcast. Thank you all for coming. Thank, Thank you all for agreeing. Thank you. So I have been told that uh, you all have a couples ministry that I need to know something about. So just tell me something about your couples ministry. Tell, tell me. I, I know that Mr. Hall is a, is a comedian by profession, but tell me about this couples ministry, please. You got that, baby. He gonna give it to me. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm tossing it your way. <laughs> well, it's good that you tossed it my way because. Um, before we um, were asked about the couple's ministry, God actually gave me a vision two months before we were asked about the couple's ministry. He came in a dream to me and um, gave me that uh, vision that Howard and I would, I didn't know exactly what it would be, but mm-hmm. it would just be us helping couples. Okay. And two months later, our pastor came to us about it and when he came to us about it I had a peace in my spirit and I just smiled and I just thought about like it's amazing how God works Um, but it was a no-brainer because Howard and I were in a position to where we were ready to take that on we always talk about you know things that may be going on in our lives if we're not prepared or if we have certain things that's going on in our lives with the kids with our marriage we're not going to take on something that you know we shouldn't be taking on because of not having finished business in our own household so at that time we were in a great space to be able to be put over to couples ministry and our couples ministry is a little different mm-hmm. from the traditional couples ministry Howard and I are a down-to-earth couple if anyone have ever met us or have you know come in contact they know what you see is what you get we're very authentic and um, we're very real so um, we are trying to have a goal of just reestablishing, re- well, restoring relationships and marriages and building families and not doing it in such a traditional way. But a lot of people feel like they can't be open or can't talk about certain things. But Howard and I have gone through so many trials and mm-hmm. tests that you'll be surprised what we've been through that you know people also have been through so when they find out they're more open to be able to talk to us about things in their marriage and even with their children mm-hmm. so give me the particulars uh what church you said your pastor asked you to come what what, what church is this church uh 360 christian center in zachary louisiana okay pastor Leroy Scott. yeah that, that was gonna be my next question <laughs> uh and uh you all undertook this couples ministry. How many couples do you have in your ministry at this point? At this point, we have one, two, is it, I think six. 
about six, six or eight. Six or eight right now. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then we opened each it meeting, up. Yeah, each, each meeting, meeting we grow. Yeah. That's great. We just opened it up on social media, like just told like the world, and now our uh, inboxes won't stop okay. blowing up. up. So okay. it's going to move yeah. even more now. And tell us about your marriage. How, how many years have you all been married, and and uh, what, what what's the number of children? How, how does that whole thing work? <laughs> how funny is this? Uh, we've been married 12 years. Okay. Um, we have four kids. Yes. Three grandkids. Uh, if you remember the, I remember, but I, <laughs> but our <laughs> listeners might not exactly. I, 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 I'm trying to lead you to let everybody know what's going right. on. What I'm gonna need them to do is go a couple of episodes back <laughs> and listen to that one. But no, married 12 years, four kids, three grandkids, man. Uh, a slew of unofficial sons and daughters. Yes. Okay. Uh, thanks to my wife. Okay. Uh, and her, her not only her heart but her background in social work. She okay. is. Phenomenal with, uh, I should say, with children. Mm-hmm. She's phenomenal with them. Uh, more, more so, uh, teens. She just speaks. She, she knows how to sp- not only speak their language, but she knows how to speak through them and to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not to them, but through them, and mm-hmm. they respond to her. So, as soon as she meets one, and they hold on, it's like we have them until the rest of their yeah. lives. Okay. Seriously. So. Okay. Nah, man. Like. That's that's where we've been, man. So, you say that that your couples ministry is unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the unique issues that have arisen within uh, your ministry in the short time that you all have had it up and going? We have. Uh, I'll say one of the unique things we do is our approach. Our approach of what we, uh, how we, I don't want to say, you know, how we tackle. Uh, marriage ministry Mm -hmm. Uh, because we did research for about a month and a half two months just looking around seeing what people were doing Mm -hmm. why was this only happening once a month and then Mm -hmm. they have an event once a year Mm -hmm. like why isn't there any focus yeah Uh, I shouldn't say any focus why isn't there more focus Mm -hmm. on the marriage when we know uh, family is like one of the cornerstones of the church Uh, and the one thing you need with a family to help is a mom and a dad, a husband and a wife. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to be there. So we was wondering why it wasn't being focused on even more. So we was like, what can we do to shine a light on how not only good marriage is, uh, but what it can be and what it can do mm-hmm. for the people around you. Mm-hmm. So we started looking at uh different ways we was like all right we got the we know we can approach it in the social media stand form we can meet with people uh in different ways than people have done it in the uh, in the past which means like it doesn't have to be a, just a marriage ministry meeting uh at the church at seven o'clock and right. we all sit at the chairs nah i can meet you on facebook live i can meet you at on, on instagram we can mm-hmm. go meet individually at, individually mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter like and the one thing we want to make sure that we told everybody is like look we're not counselors at all no our marriage ministry is we're more of a we're cheerleaders and all like we're rooting for you but we also gonna tell you the truth mm-hmm. like we're not gonna sugarcoat it like we we gonna it's rooted in scripture but mm-hmm. we also root it in, in real life. Mm-hmm. Like, we know you have real life problems as well. And like, oh, we're dealing with this. It was like, oh, well, we could tell you our story. Mm-hmm. Our story might just help you. And we are not candid with it. We are 
very truthful. Mm -hmm. We don't care because we figured out a long time ago that our story helps a lot of people, mm -hmm. especially when you don't try to make it look all shiny and yeah. and brushed off and and like a trophy. Like a trophy. Right. Nah, we tell people every day we work yeah. hard, mm -hmm. and the reason it's working is because we both want to be married to each yes. other, mm -hmm. and we to for. We had a couple of uh, one couple that said, "Man, I want what y'all got," and I was like, "I don't know if you're willing to go through yeah. what we went through to sure. have what we have." Sure. I was like, "You, you might not want to wish that on yourself." Mm -hmm. I was like, "But just know it's work to be put in." Like, yeah, you see us all happy and whatnot. I was like, "But we, we could tell you about some times yeah. where it was WWE." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Nah, man, like, that's our approach. Like, our approach is, like, not only one thing that I heard my uh, my wife say to someone that called us about coming, she said, we'll meet you where you are. Mm -hmm. You don't have to come. They're like, wherever you at, we'll meet you where you are. That, and, and that doesn't mean in, in physically in a location. We'll meet you, hey, man, I'm not sure about my marriage. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay. Tell me why. Like, we don't, we'll meet you where you are. So, so you, you all have... Uh, impromptu meetings, you all have regular meetings, mm -hmm. you all have online meetings, you all have in-person mm -hmm. meetings. That sounds like a whole lot of time yeah. uh, that's <laughs> devoted to this. How do you guys make the time allotment for that, plus your own families, plus <laughs> your own individual pursuits? Uh, mm. it's, it sounds like you have to really be on top of time management in mm. order to make this work. That's a good question because we get asked that. I, I, since I've been married to him, I think we've gotten asked that question because we do have four children, and all four of our children are Excellent extra, something. extraordinary in something. So we've always stayed busy with being active in our children's lives and doing something and him doing comedy, having shows. So we've always have had um, to figure out a way to balance so many things going on at one time and people always ask how do you do it how do you all do it and my my answer is always uh, I can't answer I like I don't think about it it's nothing but God because I don't think about it probably if I thought about it I probably would you know pass out on a pillow somewhere but we tend to like realistically especially where we are today in our marriage, mm -hmm. we do sit down and talk about it and plan things out and prioritize. Like everything is not at the top of the list. So mm -hmm. we prioritize what we need to do. We took on the responsibility of the marriage ministry. That's a priority right now. We made sure that our children are in a good space before we did that, and they are. So we are prioritizing based on what's important at the moment. Mm -hmm. And we schedule based on that. Very, very, very interesting. I understand that uh, you have your own personal story. Uh, that you might want to share. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was good because I have no clue what he's talking about. But, oh. but your personal story, though, I guess. Okay, I have a long history. <laughs> well, um, before Howard, I was married. Um, so he is my second husband. Before Howard, I was married. And I had three children with, um, well, before that, I was a pregnant teen at 18. Mm -hmm. I had my son. Um, he's now 24. And then I met my second husband, and we had two children together. And um, 
we divorced and then I met Howard. But through all that, I went through a stage of depression, mm-hmm. um, especially after having children, not realizing what postpartum depression was. Mm-hmm. And also being a social worker, you don't want to attach the stigma of something being wrong with you when you're a person that's supposed to be helping others. Mm-hmm. So that part of me got swept under the rug mm-hmm. by myself and and others probably who noticed, but just, you know, I'm usually the one, in, I was the one in the family or just the one period to fix everything or to make sure everything was okay and everybody was okay. So I fell apart in the process. But I met Howard. Um, at one of his comedy shows while I was going through my divorce. Mm-hmm. And when we met, um, he asked me a yeah, question. asked a question. A real I said, uh, question. I said, hey, boo, <laughs> <laughs> what you drinking? I got you. That's literally. This is the initial meeting. That is the this first. Is the, actually, yeah. not the first thing I told you. The first thing I told you is like, hey, how you doing? My name is Howard. Yeah. Okay. And that was at the comedy show. Yeah. But, okay. we, but we went to an after party. Uh, and I never go to after parties. Like, yeah. if I do go, it's because I'm obligated. Uh-huh. And if I do, am I obligated? I'm there like 30 minutes and I'm out. Go. Right? So I was like, I'm going to go. So she went too. And uh, I think y'all were, you were already there. Yeah. I finally showed up. So I'm just ca- casing the place. And I see her. And I was like, all right, cool. You know, I ain't had that much game. I was 21. So I knew what I was going to I knew she was older than me because I knew her younger sister. Mm-hmm. Me and her younger sister are best friends. So I was like, all right, what do? You, how do you approach an older woman? I know. Hey, boo. <laughs> what are you drinking? I got you. That is literally what I had at the yes. time. It's so bad, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Clearly, it's not that bad. It's true. I know. It's, it's, not, <laughs> it's not that bad. I mean, but on paper, oh, God, it, it looked bad. If you had to write that down and say, this is what you're going to have to say to this lady, you'd be like, ugh, it's tough. <laughs> and uh, her response was, um, what was your response, baby? My response was, I am going through a divorce, and I have three kids, and if you can't deal with it, then you need to... Come correct. Yeah. Totally true. <laughs> that was in like that, that was in a club, <laughs> I like that. <clears throat> I was very straightforward and very and also in my head like I'm going through so much, like you are really not you don't want this. Right. And he said like, I got you. Okay. I got I you. I got you. You, you you mentioned that you had experiences with postpartum mm-hmm. and uh, depression. The cliched belief, the stereotype, is that African Americans uh, shy away from acknowledgement of uh, emotional and mental health issues. In your experience as a social worker, do you find that to be true, or do you think that that's more myth than reality? From what I've experienced and what I've seen, I find that to be definitely true. Why do you think that is? Um, Just working with um, adults as well as children and now being um, an adult who went through it and having not just one child but two children Mm -hmm. um, that have had those issues, I'm really seeing more. And now that you bring this up, I'm on another mission and a purpose now to become an advocate for um, mothers and daughters or just people in general, especially our black community, and making awareness of mental health. Because Mm -hmm. I have a daughter who suffered with depression and um, dyslexia 
and some other things that, you know, that caused harm to herself. Um, and I'm very candid in talking about it because of in the black community, from what I see, we it's a stigma that, you know, something is wrong with me. And personally, going through that experience with my daughter, I watched her without, for a while without even saying anything about my experience, not sharing with her what I went through because I was embarrassed to tell my daughter that I went through that. I didn't want her to know that mm -hmm. what you see, this strong woman before you, your mother, went through that. Mm -hmm. And it took me sitting through one of her appointments and a doctor asking the history of the family and I had to answer the question. And in a matter of a second, I decided to answer it truthfully and say, yes, we have a history of depression in our family. And she said, who? And I said, myself, her mother. And I just sat across the table and I watched my daughter's face and I just watched as it soaked in, but I could see in, in her brain, her processing that it's not just me. Mm -hmm. So you have people and children thinking that they're going through these things by themselves and not understanding what's wrong with me or what's going on with me. And, of course, in the community, we, you know, deem it as, oh, they're crazy. They're crazy. And so the children attach, you know, the craziness to some things that they don't understand that's going on with them. So they don't want it to be known that something is wrong with me. They know something is not right. But, of course, youth, even some adults, can't articulate emotionally what's going on or mm -hmm. what's wrong with them. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing that more and more. And I've worked with children who have mental um, illness problems. And God allowed me to have that job before finding out my daughter was going to go through that. Mm -hmm. So he planted me in that job to learn a little bit more about it. And me having that job caused me to be more open and honest with myself first. Mm -hmm. And then once I saw my daughter going through it, now we're at the point where she's now open about talking about her experience. And now we're on a, a purpose to just make people more aware of mental health issues. As her husband, mm -hmm. uh, seeing your wife struggle with this, what did you perceive your role to be in helping her through this process? The, the, the one thing that I not only researched, but, uh, but a counselor that we went to, we go to see, who is uh, phenomenal, uh, Barbara Green, she told me, she was like, you have to understand that she has to go through this. Like, you can't bring her out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, so don't even attempt. You can't fix it. I can't fix it. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing that if that a man feels like he needs to do. You see, if you see your wife going through something, the first thing you want to do is grab it. Right. Let me take it. I got this. Right. Like, let me take hold of this. He was like, this is something you can't even attempt to even try to grasp. Mm -hmm. Like, the one thing you need to make sure is that she's encouraged and that you understand where she's at and what she's going through mm -hmm. and that it is okay to be going through this. Mm -hmm. And just stand there. Like, it's almost like God telling you to be still. Like, hey, I'm working right now. Just be still. Like, I know you want it to be done. You want your wife to be okay. Right. Like, immediately. Right. And he was like, but I knew that it was going to take time. I had to come to the realization this is not overnight. This is not in three weeks. This is not in three months. Yeah. Like, I have to be okay with, I'm going to just make sure that she's in the best space that she can be in every day. 
I'm going to make sure I don't add to anything that she's going through mm -hmm. while she's going through this just to help her through it because I know she has to get through it. Right. Right. Like, if she asks for my help in anything, I'll, tr I'll try my best to do whatever she asks me to do. But mm -hmm. I know when it came to depression, when it came to dealing with that, I just have to be here. She taught me that even going through with my, uh, with my daughter. Because mm -hmm. you want to take that on, too. You just want to... Yeah, you want to protect your you child. You want to protect your child. Right. Or, you, or something may happen where you don't know what's, why it's coming at you or why she's coming at you this way. Mm -hmm. She uh, helped me articulate what's happening. Like, she discerns what's really going on. And I was like, I was so green with the issue. And that's just with being, not knowing really how deep depression goes, how sometimes it comes out, how... Uh, Adolescents react to it, uh, and how adults uh, may react to it mm -hmm. from an adolescent. She kind of walked me through that, which helped me. Mm -hmm. So, as a husband, I just had to just be there, be encouraging, let her know it's okay, and let her know that hey, you're not alone. I have two questions: one for you, and and one for you. For you, it has to be a feeling of impotence mm -hmm. to be in a situation where you want to fix something but you know you can't fix it and you're standing there watching it yes and and you 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 just have to watch it until the process works its way through you assist where you can but really you can't remedy that how do you handle you personally how do you handle that feeling of impotence? Because I, I've, I've been there. I, I've been in places where I have been completely powerless to do something about something that was happening to someone that I love and care about. Yeah. And it is the most weak, weak, sad feeling you can possibly have. So I'm asking you, how do you deal with that? I transferred a lot of, well, first and foremost, God helped me be okay with that feeling like hey it's okay like because a part of me was like this is not okay mm -hmm. I need to do something mm -hmm. even if that something is doing nothing mm -hmm. I want to still want to be in the action of doing something that I may think may be helping her and it's definitely not doing anything mm -hmm. but he helped me understand that you don't even have to do that and it's okay uh the second thing that helped me was I had an outlet. Like, I can, I use comedy as an outlet. Like, it is literally a therapist mm -hmm. for me. I can lose myself in it. Mm -hmm. I can, uh, I can forget about problems. I can forget about things that's happening. I can just encase myself into stand-up, even if it's for 15 minutes on in one night. That 15 minutes where most people would be like, man, that's not enough. I need way more time just to revive. That 15 minutes can can probably fulfill me for another two or three mm -hmm. weeks mm -hmm. just to help her and just be there, mm -hmm. even though I'm not doing anything. So those were my two things. Like, God helped me, and he allowed comedy to be my outlet. Shawanga, my question for you has to do with the fact that you're professionally trained mm -hmm. to respond to this, but all that training goes out the window when it's happening to someone 
that you love and care about. Mm-hmm. You forget all about what you read, <laughs> what went on in some clinical study. Yeah. Now it's you and your child yes. or someone that you love, someone that you care about. In my business, you have to develop a professional distance between people and their tragedies in order to minister to them. Uh If I'm dealing with people who are facing terminal illness, Mm -hmm. if I'm dealing with people who have had tragic deaths in their family, and I want to know a death that isn't tragic, because to a family, all deaths are are, are tragic. You, You develop... a a distance that allows you to minister to them but when it happens to your family Mm. all that distance is gone so how do how did you respond how did you deal with it when it became uniquely personal and I'm grabbing his hand because it's hard it's hard to talk about Um, just coming back just listening to him it just brings back brings me back to where I was um, but this is comforting um, because he was there the whole time and even just going through it. We were just talking about this, going through it with our daughter. You totally, it's almost like a out-of-body experience, like all social work, all that goes <laughs> out of the right. door. Like it's, right. And then part of you is like, I'm supposed to know what to do, but I don't know what to do. And you're looking, and over the years, like you said, I've like mothered children that I didn't carry for nine months but mm-hmm. and helped them and here I am my own child needs help and I don't know how to help my child mm-hmm. I can't help my child I don't know how um, so it's it's been a lot of crying crying out to God trying to figure out just asking God to help me I know I, what I went through with myself and here it was now going through it with my daughter but he also allowed me to see that you didn't just go through it for yourself but I allowed you to go through it because this was coming Mm -hmm. so I was able to just pull myself together and like he said be able to just help him articulate and learn more about it so he can know how to communicate and how to respond with and to our daughter and I just became more of a a comforter instead of a, a, a reactor. Because initially it was just reacting to what are you doing, what is going on. This is not normal, not in my family. Mm-hmm. This is not normal. This is not happening. This can't be happening to me. Instead now is we're just like any other family. I'm a social worker, but I'm also a person. Right. Children and and also issues and things happen. So just knowing that at any point in time, the devil is going to try to attack, especially when you're solid in areas like we know we're solid in our marriage. Mm-hmm. So he uses our children. So I just try to stay rooted and grounded in, in where where I am so I can, like you said, be able to minister not just to other people but to my child mm-hmm. as a mother. Mm-hmm. In, in in your couple's ministry, uh, is there a wide age range, or are most of your couples all generally the same age? No, I think what our oldest couple is, they've been married 20, 30 something years. Yeah, I think about probably like 30 years. 30 years, and then our youngest couple has been married a year. A year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, okay. it's a wide range. So so one of the things that happens when, when you have that wide 
a range of people is that uh, the more experienced uh, couples can share that experience with uh, the younger couples yes. uh, and, and help them see that they're not the first couple to ever go through yes. whatever it is they are yes. going through. We learn that every time we every, have a meeting. Every, every time we have a meeting that happens. And it's, it's amazing because even it crosses over from the older couples to the younger couples and the younger couples to the older couples. Mm -hmm. Before we end each meeting, we always ask, like, what did you take? And everybody shares, you know, and usually one couple is pointing out another couple and something that, you know, they took from that couple or that they, you know, were amazed or that they can, you know, may try to use re regarding something like communication in their marriage, and here they are in it 30 years but this is something new, new yeah. that they would love to incorporate into their marriage and we also tell them that we are still learning yeah. from you all right like, this is you know ministry for us right yes we are over the marriage ministry but we're also taking from you all as well yeah. like we're receiving as well yeah so it's it's been that like been learning from a one-year couple and a, somebody been married 30 years. Is it limited to the members of your church, or is it open to any couple, any open married to couple? Any couple. Okay. And to be honest, our pastor just told us um, this was on last week. Uh, he was uh, in our our marriage ministry, and he was like, "This is healing. Like this is this is like I think just people need to hear this." He was like, "If single people, divorced people." Mm -hmm. want to come in and just listen and or because you never know what they might have he said invite them in mm -hmm. he said because they may be on the verge of in a relationship that's about to turn into marriage engagement or they just freshly out of one and didn't know what they could have done right in order to either save that marriage stay in that marriage or choose to leave right so he was like it's just he said invite everybody okay one of the things that happens uh especially if you're in a second marriage or a third marriage. Uh, I'm in my third marriage, mm -hmm. so, okay. so you, you're not by yourself okay. where, that, where that's concerned. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <clears throat> one of the things that happens is you run the risk of bringing baggage with you from mm -hmm. previous relationships yes. into the current yes. relationship. Yeah. How, it, are there signals that that lets you know when you're interacting with couples that maybe they're bringing something from a previous relationship into the current relationship. I would say probably I would say yes. Um, it may be hard for me to articulate right now because I some I just have discernment a lot of times plus just experience. I know I brought a lot of baggage into our marriage mm -hmm. when we got married like I put him through so much and it wasn't even him it was just the marriage before mm -hmm. the relationships before I went through domestic abuse you know mental emotional abuse so it was all of that and he's being hit with it and I think he was 20 I was 21 22 21 at the time you know and I was six years older with mm -hmm. three children so you know bringing all of that it's amazing how he's still here but he's supposed <laughs> to be because he's my soul yeah. Yeah. because I literally when I met him I thought he was too good to be true because mm -hmm. 
of what I was coming with. Mm-hmm. I, I came with a mouth. I came with some punches that yeah, mouth. would tear any man down, mm-hmm. any man. And I really thought that was going to run him off, just mm-hmm. the baggage of just, you know, being in other relationships, you know, having, a, you know, the stigma of being abused and, you know, divorced and kids. Like, I'm like, you know, he's not going to stick around. So I subconsciously tried to sabotage him being there. Interesting. Just, and yeah. educated in how to use yeah. the mouth against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm in social work. I've been around mental illness. I've been. I know I can ask you a couple questions and already figure out. Hey, you might have a problem. You know, you might have a mama issue. Mm-hmm. Or you might have a dad issue. Or you might. She can figure that out mm-hmm. in ten questions. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, in the argument, boom, shit. Bring that mug out of pocket. Hit you right in the chest with it. You're like, oh, that's tough. Yeah. Yeah. But I knew, I feel like this, I didn't know what I was getting myself into Mm -hmm. totally. Mm -hmm. But I knew it was going to be some work. Uh, So when she she said, like, I, I, I brought baggage in, yes, I had baggage as well, but I didn't have a chance to unload my baggage. <laughs> like mine came later, mm-hmm. most yeah. definitely. But mm-hmm. I didn't even have enough time to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm up here being a father for the first time without even having to go through the beginning parts of where you can actually fail to be a father and nobody kind of remembers those times. Like these kids gonna remember if I fail. Right. Because they are already here and they're right. talking. Right. 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 So I'm going through that. I'm going through also like I knew she was hurt. Like, I, I knew, like, her past relationships. I knew how hurt she was. I didn't know to the extent. I didn't know how much it was going to take to get her through it. But I knew it was going to come with something. Mm-hmm. So going in with that, I kind of knew, hey, you're going to have to, uh, your skin going to have to be tough. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not for the faint. But uh, at a pivotal time in our, I'm not even going to say in our marriage, we was engaged. At a pivotal time in when we were together, like, God told me, hey, that's your wife. And I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> what were you upset about? <laughs> because uh, what was that? I think what happened at the time. It was, it was a rough we, time we, we going had, like, on We had, like, an argument. argument. We had fight, it and, was bad. And she just rolled out. Like, yeah. she just got, like, literally. I know, and left fact, the kids she at just the left house the kids at the house. <laughs> and she just gone. Mm-hmm. And I'm literally sitting there, person, and I'm like, these ain't my kids. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm 23 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I got a lot going for myself, man. Comedy has just started. It's booming. What am I? Why am I folding clothes? <laughs> she ain't even here. I was so. And then I remember I was like, you know what? Forget this. I finished. I went into the bathroom. I was going to. I was taking a shower, and he told me in the shower, "That's your wife." I said, God, dog, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> you ever, <laughs> ever received confirmation and asked again? You show? <laughs> I'm not saying you don't, you don't know, but. And he said it, and I was like, all right, cool. You That's said, what I knew. You said, Lord, let's, let's, let's talk this thing over a little bit. <laughs> I know your time is impeccable, but. God, you could have told me this yesterday. <laughs> nah, man, but that helped, man. Like, also, like, knowing that, like, I don't think under, I don't really believe people ask God questions enough. Mm-hmm. If you, if you, like, 
Like, bring them in. Like, hey, yeah. this is a relationship yeah. question. This yeah. is most of your life. This is who you probably choosing to be, yes. choose the rest of your life. You can ask God that question. You can yeah. and should. And should. Yes. yes. And wait on an answer. Yes. Yeah. Like, don't get impatient and be like, well, I guess yes. he don't. No, wait on the answer. I asked. He yes. delivered. Yes. And I can say that helped me through some of the fastballs to the chest, yeah. as I call them. <laughs> uh that helped me through that, knowing he gave me that confirmation already. My second wife and I had two sons. Mm-hmm. I had no children by my first marriage. I had two children by my second marriage. So mm-hmm. when I married my current wife, my present wife, my forever wife, my okay, forever, hi, Dimitri, <laughs> my, 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 my forever yes. wife, uh, I was very deliberate mm-hmm. about bringing her into their lives. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't want to do anything that in any way would damage them any more than they had already been damaged by uh, their mothers and my divorce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, blended families, that, that's what I'm trying to get yes. to. Blended families, yeah. the, 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 the difficulties surrounding blended families. Yeah. Uh, you, you all have experienced it personally and then I'm sure that you experience it within your marriage ministry. Oh. Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts about how to best handle blended uh, relationships? And hmm. there was silence. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think how, way, like how we did it. Like, because we always get asked that because we are. We never. We are blended. Blended. blended yeah. Mm-hmm. Because like, we have problems picking up prescriptions. That's how blended we are. <laughs> <laughs> I know we are the yeah. Halls, the Jacksons, and the Wilsons. Yeah. You understand. Like, yeah. So, so I, I believe like. We've always, if she, she's always said this about me. I don't really have, I have confidence in myself. I, and that confidence gives me the leeway to not be uh, offended or envious of her and her ex-husband's relationship and the kids that they have, uh, or uh, her my son's father and the relationship that they have and the relationship that they have with their with their father. I don't I'm okay with that happening. Mm-hmm. So when I showed up in their lives, I'm coming in like, hey man, what's your name? Hey, my name is Howard. Mm-hmm. Pleasure to meet you, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not hey man, I'm their father mm-hmm. now. Right. No. Yeah. No, no I, tension. No yeah. tension. And I think with me coming in with that type of energy, uh, knowing I'm here to help I'm not saying I'm their father. You are their father. Uh, help them, and because we never had any, I should say any, as people say, baby, daddy, or baby, yeah, mom issues. Yeah, we never had, never that. had that. And everybody always okay. wondered. You all haven't had it, and that's yeah. a blessing. Yeah. I'm sure that within your ministries, there your be. couples have had yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. How have you all addressed it in those areas where, where you all have seen it? I'm not asking you to divulge people's personal yeah. issues, mm-hmm. but... Where where you have run into this problem because it's a very real problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How have you all been able to respond to it? We haven't yet 
actually have on a personal level? On, on the personal level, but not in the ministry. But me as a mom and as a female, I've always uh, pride myself with, um, even with my first son, having him so young and having to do it on my own. I never um, badmouthed his father. Mm-hmm. I never said anything to him negative about his dad. And um, his dad was not in his life for like the first... He came in his life when he was 10 years old. And then it was a in and out thing. And even then, I didn't, you know, I didn't badmouth him or I just just maintained um, just his sanity as far as protecting him and not having the inconsistency in his dad being there, but still never badmouthing him. I've always told my children, this is your dad, even when they felt a certain type of way that you know that's your dad that's still your dad because we do deal with issues with our children and you know their dad is you know remarried and has a wife but I've always just uh, my thing is respect you know we all respect each other Mm -hmm. and um, just being secure in your position as mom and as a woman and then just respecting the others I think that's what worked you know for us and I just try to tell other couples like we want to be one on on one accord not in regards to us Mm -hmm. because it's not about us like we've been past that when we decided to have these children Mm -hmm. so these children are here this is our focus Mm -hmm. so our thing is let's focus on the children and not what goes on you know within it and we we deal with that personally Mm -hmm. because we have grandchildren and our son has uh, three different um, mothers, you know, to his children. So we still deal with, you know, the different quarrels. So we're still teaching him mm-hmm. how, how to, to manage and navigate, mm-hmm. you know, that with having, you know, three children and three different moms and having to have, you know, to communicate and, and maintain that communication. Yeah. I mean, we also dealt with, like, um, you know, just before the marriage ministry, we used to, we, we used to and still do uh, sometimes meet with couples like, that they come to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. They say hang out, but then it turns into yeah. help me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And and that happens, and we're cool with that. And and, and I know we ran into that issue before uh, with one, and I, I I do remember how we took it. Like we try to explain to them that like one like what she said. Hey, first of all, the kid is the focus. Like take your personal feelings out of this. Right. I want you to think about your son or your daughter. And, and what they would want, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then the second thing is, like, once you put them first in this transaction between uh, your blended family and, you know, the outside, since you're all married, and then you might have a baby mother or a baby father, once you've already solidified, hey, we're doing this for him, then it's very, very easy to point out what the energy that's not about him. Very easy. You you will notice mm-hmm. it off the back. Mm-hmm. So when you see that energy, you already know. Oh, this is something else. Right. And I was like, once you notice it's something else, now you can take a step back. Now they now you don't, as, as she said, I don't react anymore. You ain't reacting to that energy because mm-hmm. it ain't got nothing to do with your son or daughter. Mm-hmm. This energy is you mad at yeah. me? Yeah. Are you mad at? us or you mad at something right but it has nothing to do with them right and i was like what you need like and you need to just act accordingly hey this ain't about you hey i don't know if you're angry with me but i just want to make sure he or she is okay Mm -hmm. i said once you start doing that once you have shown 
I should say your baby mother or your baby father, uh, that you're not going to react to that type of energy, nor am I going to uh, give you any energy towards that in front of our child, mm -hmm. let alone, uh, I mean, not uh, in person or let alone in front of them. Mm -hmm. They start to act accordingly. They start to see like, oh, this is not working. Mm -hmm. This is... I'm not getting the rise I want out of them. I'm not mm -hmm. getting the energy out of it. Once that starts happening, I've I've seen changes. Now, we do know that there is no one this square peg is gonna fit in every yeah. hole. Yes. Yes, you're gonna run into some things where that not giving it energy, <laughs> they still yeah. coming with the energy. You're gonna yeah. have something that you don't won't have control over. Won't have control over. <laughs> it's just it is what it is. But you want to make sure that your space yes. is right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As long as you know that you're taking care of your child and that your family and your household and your wife and our husband is in good, you're good, you're doing what you're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. That energy is still going to happen. Right. You have no control over that. What you can control is what's happening here. How old are you guys kids? You want to start from you start from the top and go down. Twenty-four. Okay. Eighteen, fifteen, and eleven. Okay. So the twenty-four-year-old and the eighteen-year-old are they still at home with you or? The twenty-four the twenty-four-year-old he's in college in Texas, okay. so that's where he's he's in San Antonio. San Antonio, and the eighteen-year-old graduates this year, so she's still at home. What school? Zachary High. Zachary High. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Yes. So, with with one gone, mm -hmm. one on the precipice of leaving, mm -hmm. uh, you guys are maybe six years away from having all the children. Out of the house. We should have Man, don't back, you threaten me talk, with a good time. We talk about this all the time. We on countdown mode. Man. <laughs> well, the reason why I'm asking is because sometimes couples can get so caught up in the raising of their children. Yeah, we talk about that. That they forget about the marriage. Knowing each other. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was trying to get to. Mm -hmm. No. No, I'm playing. Not with us. Okay. We break dancing. No. Yeah. We wait. Do you understand yeah. me? And that was always a thing with us. Um, my mother told him that I get bored easily before he married me. Yeah. So he knew ahead of time that, you know, you got to keep her engaged. But um, and he knows that like we I thought we were so different when we first met because I am such a stickler. I'm like, you know. He's all over the place, and scheduled, I'm, like, scheduled, scheduled organized. So I was like, mm -hmm. we are, like, and night like, and day. Why we need a schedule? But the it's more and more, up. like, the more and more we were married, the longer we married, the more and more we grew, I found out it's a lot that we're, like, in and a lot of things that we like together. Okay. And we love to do a lot of things together. Mm -hmm. People always say, y'all are always together. We see y'all together all the time. We're this is where I love to spend my time. Like, why wouldn't I be, yeah. you know, with my husband? This is my best friend. Like, and we're in one of the best place, places in our marriage that we've ever been in. But we've always been touchy-feely, like, into each other. So our thing has always been not to get caught up in the routine. Because okay. we 
we had a lot going on with AAU basketball, cheer competitions, Ooh. so much. So much. And sometimes we would have to be like, okay, we're – you know, things are scheduled, and my husband doesn't want to be on a schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, he wants it to happen when he wants it to happen. So I had to recognize we can't be routine. Like, you got to get out of this routine. So we we are pretty much aware and try to stay aware of, okay, like, okay, did you notice something, you know, didn't happen tonight? Or, you know, so we are aware of, e- we are aware of each other, and we're into each other, and we stay into each other. One thing we do is we still date each other. Yeah, we date. And that is amazing. We're going to the movies when we leave here, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's our sneak off. The kids don't know. What we do that, too. I thought the kids was coming. No, they're not coming. Oh, okay, bet. I ain't no, know. we do a lot of we do a lot of sneak offs. Okay. Yeah, they don't know. Sometimes I don't be knowing. <laughs> I understand. You know, sometimes. Yeah. She I have to plan it. What is the Shazam? Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. Oh, okay. We gonna go see Shazam. Okay. Yeah. So I I, I I have two movie buddies. I I, I have uh, uh, my wife, and then I have my oldest son. Uh, and sometimes I have to. Pretend with one hey. that I hadn't seen. Come on now, the movie. <laughs> my, my movie. My movie buddy is my youngest Since daughter. Baby yeah. girl. Yes. Baby girl. She gonna be upset. Yes. Yeah. She's out there her leg. Okay. She's a daddy's girl. Yeah. I got you. So she's upset stays that I'm under, going to see anything yeah. Marvel DC. She's with. It's me. funny because my wife likes to sit up high. Uh, <laughs> and my son likes to sit down. I couldn't care less. Yes. I can sit up high. I can sit down. But that's because she'll say, well, we can all go together. And like, nah. he doesn't want to sit <laughs> where you're sitting. <laughs> and if we sit down where he wants to sit, you get yeah. too close. I can't see it. So I'll go with him. Yeah. And then I'll go with her. And as long as they don't ask, have you already seen this? I know. I'm in good shape. Yeah. If they ask, then I have to. Lord forgive me. I know. No, baby, I ain't seen this movie. When you see it again? Yeah. Can't believe it's out. Don't 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 know nothing about that. We do the same thing. We do the same thing with my daughter. She's like that. She is attached to the hip of her dad. Yeah. And they do the comic. We geeks, man. Yeah, we love geeks, comic man. book movies, man. And okay. she is not going to see a movie I can't them. wait for the Avengers. That's what we're waiting on. Three hours, Three hours and two yes. minutes, man. Wait, I'm looking man. forward oh to it. Yes. Every bit of yes. it. Yes. yes. I just want you to and, know. And so for me, that's six hours and four <laughs> minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to see it. You're going to have to see it twice? Yes. I know. I know. Yes. I just love that I know that we're going to go on opening night. Uh-huh. And it's on spring break. Right. Kids out of school. Right. Which means, like, if I tell them, look, we're going to the movies at noon. Noon is when it's happening then. Like, it's it's going to be good. I can't wait for it. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. I just sh- I just showed my daughter last night uh, the Joker trailer. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. I didn't even think, I didn't know anything about that movie. Oh, I did. Yeah. Until this morning. And, no. and I saw the trailer. And uh, uh, I saw Joaquin it. Phoenix. Yes, Joaquin yes. Phoenix. And he has it down. I didn't think yes. anybody could, I didn't, we didn't could outdo we uh, said the young man's Heath Ledger. name. Heath Ledger. Yeah. Yes. Heath Ledger. We yeah. said I didn't think anybody thing. could outdo Heath Ledger. Nah. We said but the, the trailer thing. has me totally intrigued. Yes. He like yeah. the, the the Joker he's playing. Yeah. It's it's gonna be yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. It's I gonna agree. be phenomenal. Yeah. And the cast is amazing too. Yeah. So when I knew it was just circled around him, right. oh, 
Yeah. It's about to be on and popping. I agree. DC doing it right for the first time. I ain't going to say the first time. Well, the Wonder Woman movie was good. The rest yes, of it was. Aquaman was okay. No. You don't like it. My like wife Aquaman. and I watched Aquaman the other night. I and like and it. five minutes in, we were like, this is bad. Really? <laughs> and 30 minutes in, this is really bad. It wasn't just as lean and bad. And an hour in, it was, this is terrible. Oh, oh, wow. We were both trying to do the Charles Barkley. This is terrible. <laughs> terrible. This is terrible. <laughs> But the, the only thing she kept saying is, hallelujah, he sure does look good. I, just, I was saying the same thing. Maybe that's why I thought it was so good. Yeah. Y'all just, just like the fact you married to Denise. That's Denise Huxley. Yeah. That's yeah. Lisa Bonet. That's, that's, but she, you got to understand, After man. about the fourth or fifth time, how good I was like, okay, baby. I, I know. I, I, I got it. it. You got to keep saying that. I, I, get I, I get that when we go watch Creed. Yeah. Michael yeah. B. Jordan. I'm yeah. Like, I understand. Yes. <laughs> He's young, too. To see, you gonna look at like at thirty eight. Yeah, there you go. You know, there you go. You know, he do movies. Yeah. He got a personal trainer. He ain't gotta do anything but read a script. And, he don't have to eat. take care of kids. No, nah, he gotta do nothing. Get haircuts and just. You are absolutely right. And do meal prep. That's all he gotta absolutely do. Absolutely right. Yeah. So I no, I, I get it. But yeah. it's it's gonna be a great film, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Avengers is gonna be fun. off the chain. Nah, I don't. Off the chain. I'm gonna tell you how good it's gonna be. That movies have literally either pushed up or pushed back their dates. Mm -hmm. That like Shazam yeah. was supposed to come out at the end of this month. They were like, "Nah, player, gotta push." It this up. month gotta be at least two, three weeks before. Yeah. Like yeah. they knew they didn't want no problem. Even Game of Thrones didn't want to put their premiere on Avengers. They can't. It's now my tough. wife loves Game of Thrones. I, I watch it with her. Yeah. I'm not as into Game of Thrones as although the girl riding the the dragons. The dragons, yeah, yeah. Khaleesi. And, and I'm and I'm trying to see what's gonna happen with the dead dragon. With the ice dragon? Yeah, the ice dragon. That that that's gonna be an interesting. Did thing. you hear that every episode is a movie length? No. Every episode. Well, she's gonna love it because she will binge. She will start at eight o'clock in the morning and, and ten o'clock at night. She's still watching that is Game us. of Thrones, and I'm like. This is the fourth time you've seen this. Why, why, why are you acting like this is the first time? She's talking to the TV. You know what's going to happen. So why, why, why are you doing all? I know, but but she really loves Game of Thrones. But I, I'm the same way with with the Godfather. So all you okay. love the Godfather. Godfather yeah. one, two, two, and what's your three. favorite? Oh, three. I you love three. three. I love two. Everybody hates three, and they say it's not as good as the first two. But I love I'm not three. Just when I thought favorite, I was though. out, they pulled me back. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's that's my line. Yeah. That's my line for for around here too. <laughs> just when I just when I thought I was out, you pulled they me pulled right. me back that's in. That's pretty good. So nah. They told me my organ ain't working today. Yeah. Just yeah. when I thought I was out. <laughs> Nice tag, man. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. I know yeah. it is. I, love, I thought I was I out. Nah, Godfather 2 is my thing. Yeah, well, I love I love 2. Uh, I needed uh, to see De Niro. Uh, when I saw De Niro. My, my... I, I don't have an issue with any of them. Yeah. Uh, I like three, and I think I'm, I, I cater towards three because everybody didn't like three. three. Oh, yeah. Okay. And 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 I'm like, well, man, you messing with my baby? Yeah. <laughs> don't do my that. baby alone. Yeah. 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 I tried to sit up through the Godfather. <laughs> I tried to. I was like, once you understand the story, you'll be engulfed. You don't watch the Godfather? No, no. I haven't. Oh my goodness. I know I probably would love it though, because I love those type of movies. Keep your friends close. Keep and your enemies closer. closer. That's what. All these tags, <laughs> yeah, we're going to the mattresses. Yeah, oh. it's not 
business. It's not personal. When he it's kissed business. His, when he kissed his brother at the wedding. Yeah. Oh, you when, knew what that meant. When he holds his brother and he looks at the assassin and says, now's the time to take him out. Yes. Wow. He's holding his brother, brother. And, and he's looking at Woo. the assassin, telling him, oh, now it's time. Now's the time. <clears throat> So good. It's a cold-blooded movie. <laughs> so good. The horse, the horse hitting the Yes! Back. And when you see the extended version, they, they, they did an extended, an extended version uh, uh, for television where they put it in chronological sequence. Have you ever seen oh, that? Oh, no, I have not where, seen where, that. Where they blend one and two together. Hard and they put the it in story and that. Exactly, oh, and they man, put it in I chronological sequence, and they extend the whole thing about the horse. You actually see him killing the horse and then sneaking the head. You got to see it. I want to see it like that. Then. I see that is, I, I didn't know they like did that. that. Yeah. yeah. I need to see that. I yeah. need to see that. Now I'm now I'm all engulfed. Now we got something to watch. Yeah. Now I gotta find it. You gotta find that. I know. That's not just on Hulu. <laughs> Probably find it on Netflix. That that would be my guess. But uh, I'm not trying to sell y'all on Netflix. Yeah, I ain't selling y'all. Like nah. Unless y'all want a deal. <laughs> not going. So how is the comedy work going? Oh my God. Ooh, Since the last time you were with me, how, how how's well. the comedy work going? <laughs> Baby. Let's be be Let's be honest. Let's uh, be honest. It has been exceptional. Yeah. If the the word is uh, more, I can't say blessed enough. I know. Because it's past a blessing. Yeah. It's more like gosh, just yeah. he pl- like you know you know when God show off. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. said, I understand you giving me what I asked for, but now you just showing off. Yeah. Now you just it's. It's been so good, and I'll give you one instance of it, but it's been so good that I know y'all don't know this, but today was my last day at work. God bless you. Yeah. Last day of a nine to five. I will be doing comedy full time from now on. That's That's fact. It came from, um, first thing was, like, I was doing shows. I've always done shows. I've always been stand-up heavy, and uh, one of my best friends and my brother, Robert Powell, who uh, we've been what working together what ten years, mm-hmm. ten plus years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've slept on each other's floors. We've shared one bed hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. We like road we've done trips, road trips. <laughs> like we've been through the the gutter. So we already know. We knew one of us in our crew. Like it's like me, uh, Ao, Carissa, um, Robert Powell. We already knew one of us was gone. One of us gonna hit. We don't know. But we already knew what we was going to do when one hits. It's like, hey, you already knew. Like, So luckily, my brother is the one that uh, got the opportunity. And I made sure he knew that, look, I'm good. Hey, man, go, go work. Go do that. And he told me, he was like, the first time I can, I'm going to need you. And literally, which is out of the blue, because the full story is crazy, Pastor. Uh, we were pitching a TV show that we wrote and we were getting callbacks and people were like we're interested but you know uh, the money wasn't making sense it was like we don't know if we want to put all that in and we're excited about them even being interested because normally yes. it's just no, no. Right. right so it was like we're interested and we was like wow so they're interested so we're all this is I'm giddy this is November right or October October of last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man, this is this is about to be good. Like, they're interested. So we're gonna be writing a TV show. We're gonna be in it. We're gonna be good. But then everything slows down. 
And at that moment, I was like, uh, babe, I told my wife, I was like, I think this is it. I said, but I got to make a decision. And I told her, I was like, all right, February. February, man, I'm, 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 a, I'm it. That's mm-hmm. it. Like, February, I'll be done with work. See, is what it is. And from, I think, November, nothing happened from November, December, January, even quiet. in February. Mm-hmm. Quiet. quiet. Nothing's happening. I think we went to <clears throat> Bible study. Yeah. Right after, right after uh, Valentine's Day, we went to Bible study. And leaving Bible study, I literally said this out loud. God, you got 14 more days. Don't you hate it when you do that? <laughs> and then he shows and he up. Shows up. <laughs> I yeah. told him, I told God, I said, hey, I, already, I told you what I was going to do. You got 14 more days. Yeah. You said February. February. Yeah. It's like you got to do something. Literally, I got a phone call. We were at our son's senior night in Austin, Texas, at Houston Tillerson, at his basketball uh, senior night. Uh, right after the ball, the ball game, <laughs> we go out to eat. We're out to eat till midnight. My uh, my brother texts my wife and says, "Hey, it's hot up." Hot up. <laughs> she said, "Yeah, give him a call." She calls me and he was like, "I'm gonna need you in L.A. in two days." I said, "Huh?" He said, "In two days, I'm gonna need you in L.A." And I was like, what did it take for you to get be in L.A. in two days? I was like, a flight? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, done. He sent me my flight information, like, the next day. And I was like, all right. I told my boss, I said, I got to go. I'm going to be gone for seven days. He said, dude, I don't even care if I have the time or not. I said, I just got to go. got to go. This is February 26th. I left on the – no, this is 24th. Mm-hmm. I left on the 26th. It was from the 26th to March 7th. My friend got a call to be in the March Madness Uber Eats commercials, to be their guy, the face for Uber Eats. They gave him the, I should say, they gave him the, they allowed him to change anything about the scripts, except for the tagline. Look, just come, like, if you don't feel this right, you can change anything. He was like, well, I gotta bring the person I know it's funny that can help with this and it was like fine bring him what does he need so they booked us a $600 night hotel for seven days and we stayed in downtown LA we shot for five straight days downtown LA 13 hour days I'm on set with a award-winning director who actually is the creator of do you remember Anthony Hardaway? Played for yeah. Magic. You remember Lil Penny? Penny Hardaway, yeah. Lil Penny, the little Orlando. The, remember the Lil Penny commercials yeah. with Chris Rock? Yeah. He created that. Okay. That's the director of the Uber East commercial. His okay. name's Stacy Walls. Uh, we are literally shooting 13-hour days. I am literally on set. And I'm thinking, I'm going to just be there. Look, this is what you need to change. You give it up, and I just sit back. No, the director is calling for me mm-hmm. every day. Hey, Howard, I need you up here. I need to know what Robin needs to say. I need you to know. I need. I just need to know what's this going to make this better. He's calling me every day. I'm like the whole crew. Like she re- like recognized it before I did. She was like, "Don't you see that they are needing you?" I was like, "No, nah, I didn't know this, but I'm just here." And literally, when I left there, uh, I said, "This is it." Yeah. I said, "I'm. 
I this is what I'm be doing yep. the rest of my life. He like, said it before he left. He was like, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. <laughs> I know this is it. And um, right when I said that, I was like, and I didn't even know how much I was gonna be making. I'm just here on faith. <laughs> right. And this is it. Because my flight was taken care of. Yes. Sir. My hotel is taken care yep, of. My flight was taken care of. And I'm here doing what I love. Yep. This is good enough, man. Yeah. Right? Well, they paid me about <laughs> six months' salary for five days. Wow. Yeah. I said, this is just five days. Yeah. And I wasn't even the guy. I was right. just, I'm helping the director and helping the script director punch up a script for this commercial and this is what this does and I was like yeah now I'm really done <laughs> <laughs> so um, as soon as that happened uh, literally I come home uh, I wrote my resignation letter sent it in I was like look I was gonna end. I was gonna quit on April Fool's Day, which was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> she said you should quit on April Fool's Day. I was like, no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna do it today, Friday. And uh, literally, this is the day um, that I quit. And now uh, I give it. I give some of it, but I found out before walking in here, walking in here. that we have been okayed for that. Sitcom. Isn't that a blessing? Congratulations. Man. Congratulations. Man, like, he's showing off, Pat. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, well. He's showing off. Tell him show off a little bit more. Oh, yes. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. It's just a blessing. It is. I knew I needed to jump. My wife's been waiting on me to jump, too. Yeah. Yeah. She couldn't force me into the jump. She's been wanting to. Yep. But God told me to be still. She told me, like, don't do it. He gonna jump when he ready. And... He knew what I needed. I put I put him under the I put him under the gun. That's what I did. When you do that to God, he's like, okay. I've done it. You've done it before? And it's frightening. It is. <laughs> yeah. It's frightening. First of all, you like after you do it, you're like, who do you think you are? Oh, t- I know. <laughs> what to do? And when? Have you lost your, your mind? Your mind. Right. Yeah. And then when he responds to it, then you're like, Oh, mm. and now you're scared. <laughs> yes, <laughs> because because now the door is open. open. You're like, All right, yeah. you got sense enough to walk through this door yes. now. You asked for it. That's so you literally what It's happens. troubling to me that there are people who will ask God to open, open doors, mm-hmm. and then when the door opens. Mm-hmm. They're not ready to walk through it. They don't want to walk through yes. it. They get ready to walk through it, and they, and they yeah. pull their feet back. And, well, well, I, I ain't so sh-. They are so used to where they are. Yes. That the 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 not knowing of what's on the other side of the door will hold them back. back. And, and keep them from experiencing what God has provided for them. I tell people all the time, doors open, but they don't stay open forever. No, they don't. Yep. They close. They close. Yes. And when they close, it might be a long, long time before that door ever opens again. So when he opens the door, you better have sense enough yes. to walk through it. To walk through it. So congratulations. I appreciate it. I'm very, very happy. I appreciate it. That's a good way for us to end. Cause, I know. Because we've talked about the Godfather. Yes. And, yes. We, and, and we've talked about the Avengers. Yes. And yes. we've this talked about day. your marriage. Marriage ministry. And, and now, now I'm going to get you to go pray on my organ. That, <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. That organ gonna come back. I, I, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe yeah. it. It's not. It's not gonna be down long. Seriously, thank you all so much for coming. Thank, thank you for you sharing. For thank you for being honest and for being vulnerable. Thank you for the people that you all are helping. 
and uh, I'm very grateful. And if there's a way that Shiloh can play a role in what you all are doing, mm. don't hesitate. Absolutely. To ask. Thank you okay. so much. Thank you. I right. appreciate it. Thank you all for coming. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back Thank again you. next time.